Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, good evening. Let's start off with cricket. The big story of the day is the ODI series between England and the Proteas being postponed to a later date when the two associations can agree. Um, but there will be no more ODI cricket between, well, there will be no ODI cricket between South Africa and the Proteas due to COVID-19. And uh, the Proteas Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Shoaib Mandra, is on the line just to give us an update. Dr. Mandra, good evening and thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. It's my pleasure and good evening, Taviso, and uh, good evening to all of your listeners as well. Thanks, Doc. Disappointing end to the series, but how was this final decision reached? What what gets taken into account? Taviso, uh, I guess it was uh, a decision taken jointly by uh, by England and by, by uh, Cricket South Africa. Uh, primarily, it was about uh, the health and safety of players, uh, which was primarily a consideration for, for England, but also for both teams. Um, Clearly, the impact of COVID was not lost and, uh, and the potential dangers it poses. Uh, so, so that ultimately was, uh, was the cause of the, the decision. So was it always going to happen, Doc, if there were regular positive cases, basically, because of the times we live in? No, I think, uh, look, I, I think there was never, there's no such thing as zero risk. Uh, the biosafe environment always was predicated on the possibility of having positive tests. The key question is how you manage those tests and what uh, mitigation factors you put in place. Clearly, we're comfortable that, uh, that there were positive cases. I mean, we're comfortable that we took mitigating factors into account, mm. that, that we cannot deny there were positive cases. Uh, two of the cases, you know, certainly came in from the outside when players checked into the BSE. And uh, obviously, of greater concern was the one case that occurred while we were in a BSE. Uh, and then the two two hotel staff were also tested positive while we were in the BSE. So so those were, were cause for concern. And uh, we you know we expected positive tests, as I said earlier. Mm. It's it, the question is how you manage it and how you mitigate its effects. Uh, clearly, we were comfortable that that the hotel, um, our players, uh, the English players, the various stadia had taken sufficient measures to ensure that uh, the players were protected. And I think what I was trying to find out was that was the cancellation always an option if there were regular positive cases that were coming out of the bubble? No, I don't think that was an option. I think uh, I think it was a decision which was largely driven by by some of the England players uh, who were concerned uh, for various reasons. Uh, clearly, the fact that you've got to quarantine for ten days uh, in South Africa should you test positive was was kind of probably something that played in their minds. Uh, so, so clearly, you know, we, we, I, I think that we, we take into account the fact that, that, that players were concerned and, and clearly the positive cases were, were, were of concern to both teams. But I, I don't think that uh, the cancellation of the tour was on the cards. Um, I think it was a, it was a reaction by, uh, by, by the English team. And, and uh, I, I think we respect their decision in terms of what they did. Yes. And Doc, just to confirm, so how many positive cases were there since the teams went into the bubble? So, so, so there was one positive, one positive case before we went into the bubble. So yes. that player did not enter the bubble or, or the biosafe environment at that point. Uh, one player was uh, diagnosed on entry into the biosafe environment uh, on the first day. So, so clearly that came from the outset as well. So, and, and the third player tested positive in two weeks into into the BSE. So so there were three players altogether, but two in the BSE. And then there were two staff members from the hotel. Uh, the two positives that have been reported from the England team have not been confirmed. 
there's just further tests underway to confirm them, uh, and, and we await those results. Yes, I was about to ask, because there have been various reports that there were unconfirmed cases in the England team. What does that mean, Doc? <laughs> so, you know, it's sometimes, uh, you know, when, uh, when you get a COVID result, uh, a positive or a negative is not a sufficient categorization. You, look, you take into account other factors, such as what the viral load is, using a, using a score called a CT score or the cycle threshold score. Uh, and those scores were, were very high, were above what is considered the threshold for diagnosis of, uh, of COVID-19. So, so while they tested positive, the CT scores were, were quite high. And, and, and that, that put me to doubt whether it was a true positive or a false positive. And therefore, it required further investigation to determine uh, you know, where it actually stood, whether it was a negative test, a false positive or a true positive. We had uh, the clip last week that was sent to the media of you saying that you will try and get to the bottom of this or of the positive cases. What will you or what are you investigating then now? So, you know, I mean, from uh, from our point of view and from the hotel point of view, we've uh, you know we've kind of interviewed the player. We've looked at some of the the footage of uh, of the hotel. Tried to go back and and look at you know do do some kind of. Uh, of root cause analysis to see, you know, exactly where, you know, where, where this, this positive came from. And, and unfortunately, we've reached a dead end. But the thing is that the, the two staff members who tested positive were not in contact with each other, nor were they in contact with the player. And, uh, and all of the staff members and all of the players subsequently tested negative. Uh, so we actually don't know where, where that, that those positive tests came from. And clearly, they're as surprising to us as to everybody else. And was the hotel stuff also in the bubble, Doc, from the time the teams went in? There is different categories of hotel staff, uh, and the hotel has been divided into a red zone and a green zone. The green zone is the, the team tracing zone, so, you know, people who come into contact with the players and officials. And there's a red zone of people behind the scenes, such as the people who work in the kitchen and the chefs. Um, and there's a third group of cleaners who just come in to clean the rooms where... When the players are not there, they sanitize the place, they soak the place, they seal the rooms, and they leave. Uh, so all the, the staff who live in the green zone, who are player or team interfacing, lived on site. Uh, so, so clearly that was part of uh, the biosafe environment that we had created. The red zone staff had gone home, but there was, there was no contact between the red zone staff and the green zone staff. So, so ultimately all the people in the green zone, including hotel staff, match officials, and both teams had lived in the green zone. Oh, so these hotel staff members that tested positive, were they in the green zone? Those two, those two members were in the green zone, okay. yes. And then, Doc, there were also allegations of a breach of protocol by one of the players. Did that investigation also take place? Yeah, we, we, we deny categorically that there was a breach of protocol by any of the protein players. Uh, you know, we, we, this place is, I mean, the, 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 the hotel has a South African police services, you know, a booth here. Uh, there's, a, there's a venue operation center, what we call a VOC. Uh, and, and access and egress from here is carefully controlled. So it is virtually impossible to breach the protocol here. It's, uh, it's basically manned by police all the time. Okay, for those who just joined us, we're talking to the Proteus Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Shoaib Manjra, just about um, what's happened in the biobubble leading to the ODI series being postponed. And uh, we have a voice note here from 06 on, that's come through on 061 4104
Uh, good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to Libra. Dr. Manjara. It's Libra here. Now, uh, in England, uh, the the cricket grounds have hotels in them. In South Africa, don't you have that uh, a cricket ground that has a hotel? Um, I read a statement earlier in the year where you said that you can use a venue like Porch of Strom, where the hotels are closer to the uh, to the actual cricket ground. Okay, thanks for that, Libra. I think I understand where you're coming from because even the English commentators were saying, but when we had our own ODI series against the West Indies, we all stayed at the AGS Bowl where there was a hotel and a, a, a cricket ground and there were no issues. At Doc, I think he's probably raising a concern about the venue because a lot of people have been asking the, about the integrity of the venue where the team stayed in. Yeah, look, I uh, I have no question about the integrity of the venue where the, where the team stayed in. I think that... Uh, that they've, been, they've kind of done their utmost to kind of ensure that the, that the environment is safe. I don't, I don't think having a hotel that is attached or linked to, the, to, to a ground would make a huge difference. Uh, the, the, I mean, the, the question is absolutely correct that Poch has uh, probably the best facilities in terms of, uh, you know, of creating a bio-bubble where you've got residents and you've got the ground just virtually within walking distance of each other. The problem is that the, the square in Poch probably wouldn't have you know, taken the load of, of six games, which is three ODIs and, and three T20 games. Uh, so, so it, it and and in terms of the accommodation, you know, it's very basic accommodation. I think the, the, the hotel that we stayed in had done a superb job, superb job. And, and the stadium is just five minutes from here. We use sanitized vehicles to get to the to the grounds from from the hotel. Uh, and Newlands is five minutes from here, and 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 Poland Park is about forty minutes from here. So, so we use these as, as islands, as BSE islands, and we use bridging through, through vehicles. And even the vehicle drivers and the buses had remained at the hotel. The vehicle drivers had stayed at the hotel with us. Uh, so, so it was a very safe passage from, uh, from the hotel to the ground. It was virtually as if the hotel was in, within the ground. That's the way we had operated as a, as a single uh, BSE unit. Uh, so, so I think it's an important point, but I think, uh, I think those factors were taken into account when we had established the BSE. And then was it taken into account that um, the matches will be played in the Western Cape, which is one of the COVID-19 hotspots? What was the thinking there? Were you involved in that decision? Uh, so when we, when we made that decision, uh, Gauteng actually was the hotspot at that point in time. The Western Cape wasn't a hotspot. Um, we had kind of you know, taken into account the potential risk of Cape Town being, you know, getting the second wave at that point in time. So, so it was a... It was uh, uh, something that was flagged at that point. But, but when the decision was made, Houting was a hotspot, and therefore we felt that Cape Town was a better option. Uh, you know, the wickets in, uh, in Cape Town also suited us. We had a fantastic venue. The hotel that we used here gave us so use of the entire space. Uh, you know, we had an oval across the road from here. Uh, Newlands Cricket Ground is a, is a four-minute drive from here. And we had two grounds in close proximity, which is Boland and Newland. So, so it was, in a sense, an ideal venue to use for, for this tour. And after the Western Cape was declared a hotspot, would it have been impossible to move venues? Yeah, I mean, I think the arrangements were already in place. Uh, and and we, were, we were relatively comfortable that we had established a, a biosecure environment that, uh, you know, we wouldn't be seriously affected from the outside where there was significant community transmission occurring in, the, in Cape Town and in the Eastern Cape and in the Garden Route. We, we felt that we had insulated ourselves sufficiently from that risk.
And now, Doc, we've also seen um, Western Province Cricket Association saying that uh, the English could have used a um, net facility that was out of ba- out of bounds. Can you confirm that, or how do you, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, I think uh, I think that question is best answered by Western Province Cricket Association. I don't want to get into into that specific. If you don't mind. They're even saying that it could be the possible source of the COVID-19. I don't want to speculate on that, so unfortunately, I, I don't want to do that. Okay, no, fair enough, Doc. We'll put a call through to Western Province Cricket Association. So now, when does when do the English players go back now? Uh, the, 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 the charter fight is always scheduled to leave on Thursday, and, and as I understand, they will still leave on Thursday. Regardless of what happens with the other tests? Um, or the yes, so-called I think some unconfirmed. of the players are going to the Big Bash, um, yeah. and other players will fly back to England. So, uh, look, I don't know. Depending on on what the results come back, the results will come back tonight, and then uh, it's a decision for England to make, not a decision for us to make. Uh, I don't, I don't know what decision England will make. And for the Proteas, how are the players uh, that that had tested positive from the beginning? How are they now? Uh, I mean, the two players are, have been back in the squad for for quite a while now, and they they're fine. Um, the, the player who is being currently isolated is also fine, um, and and we also retested him today just to get an idea of where he is in terms of the infection, uh, and we're also expecting his results tonight. But but clinically he's fine. And then there's just a question here from MM or an SMS who wants to know: Is the testing for the cricketers doc the same as the test done for the general population? Uh, yes, we we use what we call the PCR test. Uh, so that's the, the test we use for cricketers as well. Uh, it's the gold standard for, for diagnosis of, uh, of COVID-19. So we've used that. We haven't gone for those other, the, the, the cassette kits, uh, which are not yet widely available, but, but we went for the gold standard in order to, to ensure that we have confidence in the results. Okay, Doc, thank you very much for speaking to us tonight on SAFM. We'll follow this and uh, we'll see how it, it goes. Hopefully when the investigation is complete, we'll get an update from Cricket South Africa. But thanks for your time and, and the in- information you've given us, Doc. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you, sir. That is the Proteus Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Shoaib Mandra there. Cricket off? No ODI series between the Proteas and England. Yeah, so many cases of uh, COVID-19. And you had there, I know that there were questions being asked um, on the show this afternoon about the hotel staff. So the doctors confirmed that those two staff members that tested positive had been part of the green zone, which means that they were not able to leave the hotel at any point. So it begs the question then, where does the positive case come from? Because after the first ODI was postponed on Friday, we were told by the protest that there will be another test at 6.30 that evening. The results came back. Everybody was negative. So if everybody was in the bubble and everybody was negative, how then was there a positive case? And I think that's what the investigation will find out. It's a pity, though. We're looking forward to seeing some cricket. I know it wasn't going South Africa's way, but we were looking forward to seeing the world champions of ODI cricket taking on the Proteas in the 50-over format and see if the Proteas will bounce back um, from that T20 series loss. But it was not to be. Anyway, we're going to shift focus now. We're going to talk rugby. We'll speak to the Lions coach, um, Ivan Van Rooyen, after their win over Western Province in the Curry Cup this past weekend.